everybody. Welcome to Here's Asylum Movie Review Time. I'm your buddy Jeff on the other side of the glass. It's my buddy Mike. Good evening, sir. How are you? If, if, am I here? Where am I? I can't I think tell where I am. Well, it looks like you're in a four by four <laughs> sort of cylinder thing. Can't really tell. It kind of looks like you're in your closet, but we'll, we'll call know. it the closet. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll say we'll, we'll call it that. But yeah. Or as, uh, what do they used to call that thing in Warehouse 13, their main base? Was it the, the, the library? I don't know. They had like a unique name for it, man. I used to watch Warehouse 13. I love that, love that show. It's, oh, I, they, I, think it's on, a, I think it's on Peacock right now. All, all the seasons on yeah, Peacock. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it is. And uh, I think they had a specific uh, name for the war room they had. And I don't know what they, they used to call it. Was it the library? The it, was, it was a strange, unique name. If you guys remember what it is and let me know, put it on the Facebook page. But um, I love that show. Such, you know, deep steampunk stuff and time travel and just weirdness and just that's an awesome show to me ahead of its time i really wish they could do more shows like that but um you know fortunately we didn't get warehouse 13 but uh, what we do have today is we have inception 2010's inception is there another inception uh well there's actually there's actually a sci-fi movie that is oh okay is, it, is that like a sequel to this or something? It, it's it's supposed to be like in the same. Um, it's supposed to be Inception esque. I think they called it Dreaming or something. Was oh, are you talking from the Asylum? Yeah. The, yeah okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the yeah, there is a movie company called the Asylum, and they do all these. Like, yeah. Gra- I mean, on, I got to be honest, dude. Some of the knockoffs are really fucking bad and good at the same time. They're like I know, I know. they're like full on guilty pleasures. Like honestly, there for a while, I mean, because of the name of the, our podcast and our network, you know, here's Asylum. I always wanted to do an Asylum. Just let's just do Asylum movies because I think it was just how bad they are. I think they had when Transformers first rolled out, like the original Transformers. I think they had a show called a movie called Transmorpher or yeah, something it was, like that. It's, it's Transmorphers one, and there was yeah. Transmorphers two. Like it was like <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was ooh, it was bad. Like I remember, like I watched it, and uh, I think Bruce Boxleitner was in one of them. Yeah, I think mistaken. so. Yeah. And uh, w- there was one scene where the, uh, the the Coke machine was out there, and I guess it got affected. And you see the Coke machine transforming into this weird. Thing. And of course, the budget is so bad and low budget that it didn't quite look like a robot. <laughs> the eyes were way too like, what is this? And they and they couldn't even talk. It was so bad the lips didn't even move. They were just like this. I mean, well, you, you think about the original Transformers, even like Prime. I mean, in the movie, they had his lips, but in the you know in the re- regular one, he had that that mask basically mouth shield. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would have been completely fine if they went that route. And if that's what Transformers kind of was kind of weird when they did those movies that they had him speaking because I thought like, dude, he's always got the shield and he looks cool with the shield. I always liked him when he didn't speak. And then they, 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 in the future movies, they actually put the shield on them. So. Yeah, which is fine. Which, I, yeah, I love it when they, like, that flipped out. I was like, yes, back again. Yeah, I was like, finally, that's Optimus Prime. So, Inception 2010. And what we're doing this month, guys, for February, just so you know, um, I, I know Jeff always jumps over the themes, but yeah, this month is 2010 to 2020, I believe it yeah, was. Exactly. So, this is the, this is a decade. So, we're going to be doing Inception. I think we got Ted coming up. What else was, uh, geared up for this month? Uh, we got. Ted. I don't know. The list I know we're doing Ted, and then Ted. We're doing this, and then we got two other ones. I think one. Ooh, I think is one of them Fight Club. I no, think so. Rain, no, one of them is Rain. No, not Rain of Fire. Man, I don't have no Rain of Fire's next uh, in the next decade because that's the one I had to call an audible on because I was like, we haven't done a dragon movie in ever, and you know. I think we didn't we do a dragon movie. You sure we didn't do it? I can't think of one that we've done. Nothing dragon esque. I mean, you, you you may be going back to your podcast, your other podcast, the uh, the game of 
the Game of Thrones. Maybe that's what I, yeah, or the, or the Baptism of Thrones. Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, we got uh, yeah, we got Warrior and the Hitman Warrior. Bodyguard. That's what it was. Yeah, Warrior. Yeah, so that's the one. That's the one I haven't seen before. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, oh, dude, when you see it, I mean, depending what we do, but either way, you have to. Warriors. Awesome. Well, I, I, I honestly, I can see you're on a Tom Hardy kick this month, so I, I completely, I'm fine with that. So, yeah, like it's, it's, it's like I, I, you're right. Uh, you're not lying because I started watching this other show called Taboo that he had on FX. Yes, yeah, so that was really good. Yeah, I started watching a couple it's of those. So shows. good. Oh, he's a he's an amazing actor. Awesome Bane too, by the way. Anyway. So Christopher Nolan, and of course, everybody, if anybody knows you, they know that you are just a, a Nolan mark, especially in the Batman world. You definitely love him. Wasn't a fan. Of, wasn't a fan of his last one, uh, Telnet, but uh, but this one, I'm I definitely enjoyed. Um, this one actually is also produced. Most folks don't realize it. This is also produced by Emma Thompson, his wife. She produced a lot of his films. Um, I, I think she did Memento as well. And uh, she did Insomnia. So not well, not one of the first times she's had producing credits. Great movie, was, by the way, Memento. I love that. I absolutely oh, love that movie. Another Nolan film. Yeah. In the new universe. Yeah. Now I got to be honest with you. This is the first time I've watched this movie. Just to be up to front, you and I have had this discussion before. A lot of my f- people know that know me. I'm not a DiCaprio fan. All right. Not a DiCaprio fan. Not a lot that he's done that I'm like I, I really got to see. Um, have you Shutter ever, Island? I'm a, I like. Um, what the Revenant? Did you like him in the Revenant? So, no, not really. Again, I'm not a. Really? Okay. I, I'm one of those weird people. I'm not a big, big DiCaprio fan, and I'm really not a big Denzel fan. You know, I just, Ooh. I really, big, I, I think a lot of their stuff is like really overrated. That, and uh, I know that's a, a bad thing to say. Ouch, man! That's... But the cast on this was just hands down amazing. I did not realize until I sat down and I was watching. I'm like, holy crap! Ken Wannabe's on here. Joseph Gordon Levy's on here. Uh, Marion Coltbert. Uh, um, Ellen Page before the change before she went through her change. Now he Elliot uh, Elliot Page, Tom Hardy. I mean, just amazing cast was on here. So, uh, Cillian Murphy, Michael Caine. I mean, just amazing. Okay, yeah, this is the kick that Nolan was. Um, he was starting to work with Michael Caine a lot because he he did it with the Batman films, and then he continued forward after this. I think Caine did a couple movies. He did this one, then he did. Um, uh, another great movie, which is um, oh, what was the magician movie that we keep talking Prestige. about? Prestige. Prestige, yeah, he did the Prestige, and then he did a uh, Tenant. I think he was in Tenant for a scene or two. So he's a uh, he's another Nolanite. That's what I call him. <laughs> well, yeah, apparently this was started off like I think uh, after the uh, completion of the in- Insomnia, he started working on this, the treatment for it, and then he went and started. He put this back, you know, in the back burner, shelved it for a while. He started the Batman. Batman Begins, two thousand six, Prestige. Also, two thousand or no, sorry, uh, Prestige and Dark Knight, both two thousand eight. Then he came back to this, and that's when he is really. That's when he you know, decided to to bust this out. Now, budget of a hundred sixty million. I mean, when you're watching the special effects on here, you're. I'm surprised it was that low, to be honest. Yeah, I thought it was more than that. Yeah, it was a uh, one sixty. Made eight thirty six. So mm-hmm. nice little profit yeah, in the box. Big, yeah, big nice profit. <laughs> So you did pretty well on this, and of course, the your your boy, your your man, uh, Mr. Hans Zimmer, doing the the score for it as well. Yeah, and another one in uh, Nolan's boys. That's uh, he keeps just kept kept them around, especially for. Uh, I think he still keeps them around for his films. I think he did nineteen fourteen. He scored that. I, as well. I think he's sort of uh, the Danny Elfman for you know for him. I think so. <laughs> yeah, that is a Danny Elfman. He's like, yeah, just get Hans Zimmer. He'll do it. So. So basically, the movie starts off. We're, t- we're uh, uh, well, actually, you know what? Hold on, I've completely forgot. I got the goddamn trailer. Let's listen to the trailer of that. <laughs> 
What's the most resilient parasite? An idea. A single idea from the human mind can build cities. An idea can transform the world and rewrite all the rules. Which is why I have to steal it. Never recreate from your memory. Always imagine new places. He's hiding something, and we need to find out what that is. We gotta break out of here. In the kick. This was not a part of the plan. All right, so there we go. Just recap of the trailer. Uh, so basically, we're following Dominic, Dom, Cobb, and uh, Arthur are extractors. They perform for uh, corporate espionage using experimental military technology to infiltrate their targets, subconscious, and extract information through basically shared dream world. Uh, kind of a dream dream warrior esque in a way. Or uh, what was the uh, dreamscape? You remember dreamscape dream- from nineteen in the eighties? Man, that's another one. Uh, yeah. I remember the trailer for Dreamscape too. It came around was eighty four. Yeah, I think it was like mid to mid to early eighties. And and I re- one thing that always sticks out in my head is like I guess it's like this cobra head thing that they that they had in there. Yeah, didn't they have like a Star Wars s type scene? They had like a lightsaber. I know Couple, they yeah yeah they had yeah. a yeah but yeah that was uh, when I first started reading about this I was like okay I mean I could go with a more up to date you know kind of Dreamscape you know, kind of thing because that's kind of what they were they were going into people's dreams. In messing with them. So, uh, but with this one, their latest target, uh, Salto, reveals uh, he has arranged their mission to test Cobb uh, for seeing a seeming impossible job and uh, basically implanting an idea in a person's subconscious or an inception. And Salto wants Cobb to convince Robert, the son of uh, Salto's competitor, Morris Fisher, to dissolve his father or to, yeah, to dissolve his father's company, basically shut it down. And Salto promises to clear Cobb's criminal status which prevents him from returning home to his children. So he know he can't go back to his children uh, just yet. He's got a little boy and a little girl. And uh, what we saw see at the beginning of the movie is we see Dom coming into this room, and across from it we see basically an elderly Salto. And that's when he offers him, you know, to explain to him about what he wants. Mm-hmm. This is when, of course, you know, it all starts getting a little trippy and flipping around. So, um, so Cobbs accepts the offer and assembles his team. Uh, of course, uh, Ames, the, uh, the identity forger. We has, uh, we have Yusef, a chemist in, uh, with a sedative for the dream within a dream strategy. A little dream. <laughs> so, uh, so again, Arthur will be, you know, played by Joseph Gordon Levitt. We have, um, Ames, who is played by Tom Hardy. And sorry, I'm looking here. I yeah, I'm looking here. Uh, what else we got here? And, uh, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find Yusuf here, and I can't find it. A- oh, I, I got him. Uh, Dilip Rao. Is, Thank you. Is, yeah, Dilip Rao is Yusuf. Yusuf. I don't know what Tom Berenger is in this film too. Yeah, because he he plays uh, Fisher's uh, partner. 
Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. It threw me off one because I think when we you know, we'll first see him, we'll see him tied up, and I was like, "Who is that?" And it, it took me a couple of seconds to realize that that was Tom in there. Okay. So, uh, like I was saying, he accept, he you know puts together his team, and then he also uh, meets his father-in-law, who is played by Michael Caine, and uh, he uh, is introduced to what they call an architect, and basically, the architect creates the dream world for the dreamer to be in, in a way. Uh, and that is uh, Adriana. Now it's uh, they do some a little. I mean, it's it's great. Nolan he uses Greek mythology. So for this example, uh, or, or, I can't can't pronounce her name. Ardiana. Uh, she was actually a Greek. She was a princess of Greek mythology. She was the daughter of King Minos. Oh, okay. So the name is. You know, it, in turn, going back to a Greek mythology and sort of that that idea that she is the um, she helps him navigate the labyrinth, which is imprisoned the Minotaur. If anybody knows that the Greek mythology of the Minotaur, so she's like the guide, I believe, and yeah, into that maze. Exactly. So she is again in this you know aspect of this movie. That's what she is. She is the guide for the team. Ooh. Yeah, uh, I'm such a great guy. <laughs> she struggles a little bit. Well, again, she's the first one. They they lost their they lost their other um, their other architect in the last uh, in the last uh, job they did. So they had to find a new one. So uh, she uh, Ariana discovers that Cobb's subconscious houses an invasive projection of his late wife Mao. And uh, after Fisher dies, the team accompanies Robert into a flight where they uh, sedate him. Into a shared dream. Now, this scene is extremely important. There's a lot that will come back to this moment. There's, Ooh, yeah. This Thanks is a that. movie. I, I watching it. The I had to watch it in two pieces because I really there was a lot of back and forth. Well, again, I watched something. I'm like, wait, let me go back. Yeah, you gotta you gotta remember this scene and another scene that comes after. Yeah, a, few, a few others. Yeah, a few others. But there's a couple. This one's a big one because things will come back around. But yeah, that's the one thing. I took my time to watch this because I knew I wasn't gonna have a chance to rewatch it over and over so I thought okay let me at least pause and go back because I know Nolan and I know how he gets with his deep movies mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, so we're at, at the team uh, after they uh, after the te- after a Fisher has died and the team is accompanied by Robert on the plane where they are sedated and they jump into a shared dream at each uh, dream level the person generating the dream stays behind to set up a kick and basically the kick is kind of when they they awaken, so that way they they'll that's their way of kind of coming back to the the original point before the dream started. Mm. So they're there to awaken the other team members from the deeper dream. So there's it's basically layers upon layers upon layers. You're going from one dream to the next to the next to the next. Uh, the, and these kicks must occur simultaneously, despite time flowing faster in each successive level. So they described it that an hour in the dream is five minutes in reality. So then if you go to the next dream of, you know, five minutes in that dream is an hour in the next dream. So, yeah, it's a lot, yeah, to, yeah. lot to keep up on. It's, it's like you said, layers upon yeah. layers. So the first level is Yusef's dream of Los Angeles. The team abducts Robert but is attacked by projections from his subconscious. Salto is wounded. This is when they are in the uh, the, the, the hotel. Okay, that's that. I think that's okay. Yeah, it's the first. So thing. Sato is wounded, and according another another thing to keep in mind, Sato is wounded here, and that motherfucker cannot go by without getting wounded every place else. She gets hurt every every part of the dream. He gets hurt. 
There's no and, place. Uh, like- Cobb reveals that while dreaming in the uh, while dying in the dream would normally awaken the dreamers, the sedatives will instead send them into a limbo. Basically. A limbo within the within the subconscious. Basically, it's a world of infinite subconsciousness. Is what they would end up doing. So, Aim imprisons or impersonates Robert's godfather because Aim has the ability to impersonate different people. Robert's godfather was uh, was um, Tom Berenger. That's uh, it wasn't his partner. Sorry, yeah, it was his. It was his god or his uh, his godfather. And that's uh, Peter Browning. And to suggest that Roberts uh, reconsidered his father's will. Cobb tells uh, Adriana that he and Mal enter the, into a limbo where experiencing the with a shared dream technology. Sedated for five hours of real time is what they're doing right now. And then uh, where is the kick happening? I forgot. There's a. Well, the kick's going to happen once they decide to get awake. Remember, okay, they're, first, and they're first going under. Remember, they're all, they all go run into the hotel room to go to the next level, which I think the next level takes them to, I think, the, the Winterscape. Is it the Winterscape or is it the bridge? Is the bridge? No, the bridge. No, no, the, the, bri- the bridge, that, that's the first one. The law, um, that you remember, they're in the van. They go under. Oh. Then they go to the, uh, the hotel. Then they go to the, to the, uh, to to like the, the the winter mountain area. Okay, all right. So yeah, so yeah, like I said, there's a lot of layers that they're doing with these. There's tons, yeah. I, like I, I I even forgot about the the snow area. I was yeah. Like, okay. So you, so they're so they're sedated for five hours of real time. They spend fifty years in a dream world. Um, and this is they're talking about um about Mal and and Cobb when Cobb went you know they start delving more and more into Cobb and his and his wife and you come to find out that that he and his wife spent 50 years in the dream world which would have been 5 hours in their real time five hours. yeah Jesus. so a sort of so they basically had a life of their own a whole life together so they spent 50 years in the dream world when Mal refuses to return to reality Cobb uh used a form of inception to reactivating her totem now the totem if you guys will wa- follow through everybody that goes into the dream world has their own totem it's their way of knowing whether they're still in the dream world or if they're you know in it's the like real it's like an anchor i believe what do they it's, call a, that it's not it's sort of an anchor but it's the way of them telling whether where they're at are they still in the dream world or are they now in the real world now oh. uh each totem has its own u- unique uh things um if you look at um arthur arthur's um was a set of dice and it was weight a certain way mm. nobody could touch each other's totems because you you didn't want somebody to mess with your totem mess and change the change the dynamic um cobbs was a was a top and I kind of trying to remember everybody else's totem. I think honestly, I don't remember anybody else's totem. I, I remember the top, and I remember the, the dice. The dice. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember the other ones. It's probably won't even that memorable. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, I was like trying to remember, but. So then, uh, Cobb, like I said, used the form of Inception to reactivate his wife's totem in an uh, an object dreamers use to distinguish between dream and reality. Like I just said. After waking up, Mal still believed that she was dreaming and attempting attempting to wake up. So she's sitting there telling him, you know, they're in real life. And she's yelling at him, no, we're still in our dream world. He's like, what about the children? And, and she, you know, finally she decides, she tries to commit suicide or she does commit suicide. But at the same time, she sets him up and frames him for her death, thinking that with that will force him to commit suicide too, which would break them out and dig them back into the dream world. 
So, yeah, really kind of twisted way. And once that happens, Cobb fled the U.S., and that's why he can't be there with his children any longer. My biggest issue, though, with this, (laughs) I'm not sure how long it was from when his wife died to when we're watching this. And I guess it's something that we'll well, actually, no, we'll, we'll talk about it later because it, it is a, tr- a trigger, a sign of things to go. So Yusef mm-hmm. is driving the team around the, in the first level. Remember who were in Los Angeles? They're driving around. He's like doing the, the, the slow, the slow uh, car chases that, that we see through the whole thing. Very slow. And so now they are sedated into the next level, a hotel where, um, excuse me, dream where Arthur is. Yeah. And Arthur is the one staying awake. So, Cop pursues Robert that he has been kidnapped – or persuade, sorry, that he has been kidnapped by Browning and that Cobb is is in his subconscious to protect him, leading Robert to yet another deeper level as part of his ruse to enter Robert's subconscious. And basically, he, Robert's got something stored in his head. It's a code. It's a, it's a six-digit code, I believe is what it was. Wasn't it for a safe, I it believe? Was, was it, well, it was for a safe, yeah, for in, in one of the dreams. But we're not. I'm not sure what it was for at, in the real world. I can't. I don't think we ever got that answer. Gotcha. Just trying to figure out which is which. Here. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he's leading Robert yet to another deeper level as a part of a ruse to enter his subconscious. The third level, the team is infiltrating a fortified mountain hospital, uh, dreamed by Ames, and uh, holds off the guards as Sato takes Robert into the equivalent of his subconscious. So again. We're going even deeper into another subconscious. Told you, it's trippy, man. It's it's a dream within a dream within a dream. Now, Yusef pursued by Robert's projections on the first level. So Yusef is still driving around in this van. Everybody's passed out. He's doing this high-speed chase. He's got all sorts of subconscious levels coming in. Very Matrix-esque in the fact that in the subconscious, your subconscious will attack like an alien it's very similar to to like if you have a a virus and you your your you know your body's going to fight off that virus and that's the same way it is when your subconscious realizes something's there that shouldn't be there there everything's going to chase after them and you don't know what it is it's very similar to like I was saying the matrix where the agents could be anybody so mm-hmm. the same thing the subconscious is everybody in this world so at one point you know you can literally have your whole everybody in the city chasing after you at some point yeah, those are, those are defense mechanisms, I believe. They they call I believe are they, are they defense mechanisms of the the, con, the subconscious. Basically, yeah, like I say, yeah. it's very similar to your body, you know, fighting off a, a, a sickness. Yeah, good job, my body. By the way, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Yusef is being pursued by Robert's projections on the first level, and he deliberately drives off a bridge. And this is where the special effects just go all sorts of haywire. We see we see everybody. Floating in the midair, um, Ames, um, Joseph, or sorry, not James, Ames, but uh, Arthur, Justin Gordon Levitt's character. He's like floating around and having this badass fight in, oh. the, in the in the hallway at the hotel. When is the do we pass the buildings when the buildings are bending into each other, or is that later? That's at, that was earlier. That's when Cobb okay. was explaining to. Uh, yeah, we, we, we we glossed all over that part. Yeah, what this is hey, this is I'm not just doing this. This is your show. Just this, this is the yeah, one you want. You got to step I in. Remember, yeah, I remember that. Ooh, because it just came to my head. I was like, I remember when they were discussing that. Well, why, why, like, why don't why don't you pay attention and stop watching the wrestling? 
sorry. Ronda Rousey came back. But anyway, like I'm I'm back now. Sorry. But uh, anyway, what, the, during that scene where they were explaining how the dream goes, sorry about that. Is when the buildings are bending within the buildings and the platforms and the roads when they're walking, they say this is how it happens. It could look like this. It could look like that. But then it goes like this. And then we're gonna go to that bridge scene, and then we're gonna go to that like, and then it like it does a whole breakdown. Right? Know? Yeah, it's 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 Cobb explaining to Adriana how how the dream world works, and it shows how you know how you can you can change it however you want. It's his subconscious, but it's her world that she built. That, and that's when you start seeing him. You know, he's like, you know, we'll flip the building over here, and don't, but don't do this. She started getting a little like too crazy to where his subconscious started going, well, who are you? What are you doing here? You're, you're messing with things. And that's yeah. sort of the introduction of, you know, the, basically the explanation of what the subconsciouses are. Yeah. That's what I remember. Okay. So, oh, so you're dri- driving off the bridge and, and basically, um, so forcing Arthur to improvise a new kick, uh, synchronize with a, the van hitting the water. So that's what the synchronizing kick is going to be on, in the first level is, Hey, once it, once it hits water, Everybody else should be waking up in their in their specific orders. Yeah, one by one, like whoever got started. Yeah, that's true. That's right. That's right. I'm just trying to think where they're at now, right now. The well, again, yeah, well, they jump back and forth so much. There is no <laughs> where they were at. Literally, as the van's falling, we're seeing uh, we're seeing Arthur grabbing everybody's body, like ties them up, floats them through the through the uh, through the ho- through the hotel into the into the um the elevator but in the meantime you're you have the team um setting up uh, you have aim setting up detonations all around the the um the, the snow military snow base or the, med- the the hospital and then you have internally even further down you have you have the the, the rest of the team you know, going into their another subconscious. So yeah, there's so many levels that that's going on at the same time. So there's constant back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And you just don't know where you started and where you ended. That's 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 the trippy part about like you got to really pay attention. I, I know I did shit a couple times. I'm like, wait, wait, we're, we're there. No, 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 we're back on the plane. No, 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 we're back in the hotel. Yeah. No, wait, no, we're back on the van. No, 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 we're not there. We're in the snow. It just yeah, it gets. You got to pay attention. So as everything's going and they're getting ready to prepare for that that final hit. So for when the van hits the water, Mal's projection emerges at Ames level and kills Robert. Uh, Cop kills Mal because they have a they have a long little sit down talk about what's real and what's not. And finally, you know, Cobb decides, you know, we're, we're done with this. We got to get out of this. So Cobb kills Mal and Southwest succumbs to his wounds, uh, which sends him into the into that deeper subconscious. Cobb and Andrea enter a limbo to rescue Robert and Sato while Ames prepares to kick by rigging the hospital to explode. So again, first first kick is happening. They're falling into the water. Second kick is him setting up all those bombs going on. Mm-hmm. So Cobb makes peace with Mal's death. Like he, he's finally realizing, okay, you know what? You know, she's been dead for long enough. I need to move on with my life. Adriana kills Mal's projection, a second, the second projection that we see. The first one already died. This one is the second one that is inside of Cobb's subconscious. This, in turn, wakes up Robert with a kick. Revived into the third level, he discovers that a uh, that the planted idea, a projection of, of his dying father, um, telling him to be his own man, to not follow what he always felt his dad was telling him to do, but to actually mm-hmm. follow, you know, what he what he should have been doing this whole time. He should have been doing. Now, great his, scene, by the way, when he talks to his dad. I yeah. love, I love in that film. 
they got some deep scenes. I mean, this scene, this, the movie is kind of overshadowed. Of course, the effects are just freaking ridiculous. And a lot of them, you know, if you haven't watched Doctor Strange shit, you can't tell me Doctor Strange didn't borrow a lot of that, especially Bendy shit from this film. But yeah, that scene with his dad, like just heartbreaking. Like, hey, man, just be your own dude and, you know, don't do what I did or whatever. But still a good scene. I like the way Nolan still incorporates those good acting scenes into a film that's visually stunning. Yeah. Now, uh, cops are, um, not Cobb, I'm sorry. Um, uh, so, uh, oh, sorry, no, Fisher, Fisher's, Fisher's dad was actually played by uh, Peter, uh, I always butcher that last name, Postlewhite. Postlewhite, yes. yeah, the late Pete Postlewhite. So, yeah, it was, it was great to see him because I didn't realize he was in this movie when he pops up. I was like, oh, awesome, okay. It's great to see see him in here. Again, just another great casting on him. And uh, so the others kick back into reality. Cobb finds an aged Salto and reminds him of their agreement that he was going to, if he did everything that he was going to do, he would arrange it for him to be able to go back to his kids, go back to the United States and be with his kids. So the dreamers are all awakened on the plane from the beginning. So right, right, right back to where they were, back on the plane, getting ready to land. I think they were just about ready to land when they woke up. Yeah, and, so basically, what is it? They, the, I don't know where they were headed, but... uh. I guess it was like a couple hour flight. So that I think this, if you want to examine it, like, the, you know, five, if you're in the dream for like five minutes, five hours, I guess they were in that plane for two hours. So I guess it's like, or, you know, so it's like 200 hours in the dream. I don't know. I, that's, that's what I recall from the dream sort of timeline. So they were in that plane, I guess, three hours, maybe. Right. Yeah. But that would be almost 20, 30 years. Cause oh, that's right. If you, remember, so if you remember, he and Mal and, and Cobb were in the dream world for five hours, and that was for 50 years. That's right. Okay. So it's less than that. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they, they were I mean, probably only passed out for like just a little bit of time. So as they're all waking up, um, you know, Salto makes a call arriving to Los Angeles International Airport. Cobb passes the immigration checkpoint, and uh, Miles accompanies him, um, his, his, uh, his father-in-law. And uh, so he accompanies him, and Cobb gets to gets to uh, accompanies him to this home, and uh, Cobb walks in, and he uses his mouse totem, the the top that spins, uh, you know, it spins if it spins indefinitely, it's a dream; if it falls, it's it's reality. So to test to see if he is indeed in the real world, but chooses not to observe it because he sees his kids out in the backyard, and he walks out and joins his kids, and the last thing we see is the screen focusing on the top. But they don't show if it falls. Or, I mean, they show it like it's wobbling a little bit. But it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't fall. He's still, he's back in the dream world. Yeah. Because his kids never aged. <laughs> that was something I was going to say earlier. I was like, no, his kids. Yeah. I don't know how long his wife's been gone. But those, those kids were doing the same thing when he left. They were outside in the yard in the same outfits and were the same age. So he's still in the plane then? He's still in the dream, yeah. Because again, we never see the top fall. The top is supposed to fall. We always see, like you said, you saw a little wobble, but it continued. But yeah, it's do your research on YouTube, guys. There are so many big, uh, so many, so many big theories about you know where did they end up? How did it go? It's yeah, you're taking your glasses off because literally, there's like a there's a YouTube thing on there. I don't know who did it, what YouTube, but he literally has a three hour breakdown of just that scene 
just that seemed like all the thousand possibilities. Well, it could be a dream because like this. And then he's like, he has another argument with another guy on there. He's like, well, this is reality. And and, and he kind of actually breaks down the same thing you just said. Like, how come the kids are this age? Like, that was the first thing he said. Then he went on to some other diatribe. Like, oh, well, this is how come it's still reality. And it's not like it's just it's insanity. Even like almost what, 12 years later, this movie still talked about. So it's 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 a good conversation movie. That's what yeah. I always say. Now Nolan has said, yeah, you know, he he put the cut at that very precise moment to for this reason only, you know, for it to be an endless conversation. It's it's left to the viewer to decide, you know, how they feel was was the kick done? Was it not? You know, um, but didn't he say years later that it was a dream? Because somebody asked him point blank about the top, and he's like, "Yeah, it, it's it's he's still a dream." Well, actually, it was Michael Caine explained. Uh, he 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 explained his interpretation of it, saying he says he's like, "If I'm there, it's real because I'm I'm never in the dream. I'm the guy who invented the dream." Yeah, yeah, yeah that was my, yeah, that was Michael Caine. But again, not every time you got to realize that you know directors like to keep shit away from some of their from some of their cast, you know, and let and just let it lie. Couldn't tell you how many movies we probably watched and talked about that the director or the writer never explains everything to them. They just say, "No, we want you to do this, this, and this." They don't explain they want it. They to come up with your own little yeah hypotheses and like whatever you think is your interpretation. Yeah, excuse me, whatever your interpretation of the film is. That's your interpretation. Yeah. Cool. And somebody else is going to have a different one. Like we've always discussed movies. Like you got a different way of looking at it than I do. That's that's the importance of conversation. How we go back and forth. Like, hey, well, I didn't see it, the movie from from your perspective. And sometimes you say, well, I didn't see it from yours. That's where we bring up stuff like this. And it's it's it definitely it's a conversation piece for everything. If you guys haven't watched it, just watch it. Because I mean, we'll get buddies with you. Get your friends, get your girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever. It's it's a definitely. It's a movie worth talking about afterwards because you'll be like, well, it's like this. And guess what? None of you are going to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. None of you are wrong. But I mean, and it's, and it's made its way like deeply, deeply into pop culture of Flash. I mean, you, you, you love the Flash television series. Season four finale was inspired by Inception. Oh, clearly. You yeah. Know, you look yeah. at that. Oh, you know, I mean, the Simpsons, uh, the Simpsons are the episode of How I Wet Your Mother. That They make spoofs throughout the whole thing about it. Uh, <laughs> Rick and Morty, I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen it. I, I know they specifically point to like one, but like if you watch Rick and Morty, you'll find like just so many different things. God, even Ariana Grande, uh, one of her music videos, uh, No Tears Left to, to Cry, it was spoofing that, you know. So it is, it is very... Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to question your manhood when you mention Ariana Grande video here. But uh, hey, to each his own, bro. To each his own. <laughs> Have you listened to that woman sing? Uh, she can sing. Okay, I agree. Okay, little girl can sing. Little girl. She's an adult now. That bitch can sing. I still <laughs> think of her as a Disney girl, man. That's fine. Yeah, I, I, I still, I, I still throws me off when I see her. Was a cat and cat and whatever it was that she I'm was. A cat. In? I'm a cat. Yeah, okay, now, my, my... now who's got a question? What you knew that title. But God, come oh, on, man! man. Uh, you had uh, uh, too. You can't. You calm down, that there. Calm down, there. It's different when you have kids. You got to watch well, okay. Tommy. Don't, don't question my manhood. When I just busted you on that, you knew that title. By the of that way, show. Uh, it's how you how you met your mother, not how how wet you met. No, so, the Simpson, No, the Simpsons episode <laughs> is called "How I Wet Your Mother." That oh, they, that oh, they spoofed and such. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, no, I, I wasn't being dirty, and at first I thought that was a porn title, That's but then I saw then I saw it was a Simpsons episode. Yeah, the Simpsons episode of How I Wet Your Mother, uh, plot the plot spoofs Inception with various scenes. Okay. So yes, 
but yeah, that that would be an awesome uh, point. There's too many seasons of Simpsons I could never. Yeah, I stopped for. Oh yeah, I, I. And in fact, honestly, I think when I was really a diehard Simpsons fan, I never knew the titles. I just was like, no, it's the one with this or this and that. Yeah, because I remember like the one. The only titles I remember from Simpsons is like the Halloween special. That's it. Yeah, because like, every year it. they do stupid with the Halloween specials, and I saw one with Michael Jackson on there, and U two is on there, and you know your favorite band, but um. Yeah, I don't know titles, but it's been on forever. If you guys are Simpsons fans, God bless you. People make fun of Supernatural. That thing's been on for 40 years. Mm-hmm. 40 years. I think I stopped around uh, season 13 or 14, but I used to be. A, I, I actually owned a chess board. I actually had the Simpsons chess set. Jesus, you were sweaty for. Oh Simpsons. yeah, no, I was sweaty for Simpsons. Yeah, but again, I just same thing with like uh, with um, South Park and things like that, and, and even uh, Family Guy. I was just like, okay, I, I got it. I, I got my jokes. I'm good now. I just and I stopped watching that. Yeah, talk about a show that does the same thing over and over again. But hey, neither here nor there, buddy. So, uh, there. so guys, that is it for us. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed the movie again. Like I said, first time I full watch, sat down and watched it. I really enjoyed it. I love the cast. Um, doesn't change my opinion on DiCaprio. I, I, this is an ensemble cast. This wasn't a DiCaprio, no DiCaprio movie. Hater. Okay. I, I, I just again, I'm not. I, I can't. I just not gaga over him like everybody else is. That's that's my only thing. And it's. Just I just like appreciate it. the work he does, man. Like I'm not a gaga guy, but you know he any movie he's in, you know. But again, with that. this one, I hear so much about DiCaprio in this one. I hear nothing about anybody else, and everybody else in this cast made this movie just as important as important. I agree. As, as he I agree. He, so, he doesn't stand out. It's this more is, of an yeah, ensemble. this is an ensemble yeah. cast, and and, yeah. and it made me miss uh, miss. Uh, made me yeah. miss uh, 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 Ellen Page. I I, I loved Ellen. When she was doing her cast acting, what she's been doing lately, or he's been doing lately, just haven't gotten into it. I've just have always been a big fan of. of oh, Ellen Page, like the begin her beginning year, she was awesome, man. She was great in this movie. She's uh, Kitty Pride in the or the X Men movies. She was fantastic in that. A couple other films too that she did as well. But yeah, when she underwent her, um, well, you know, whatever she did, you know, God bless her. But still, just you know, just I don't know, just. I just haven't seen much other than I think Umbrella Academy is the only thing Umbrella I've seen. Academy. I can't think of anything else that sticks out in my head. So that's why I don't know if Hollywood's just not not hiring him or or what. But that's why it, it just everything that he did early on in his career sticks out more to me. And I I, I miss seeing him do it do that. I just I don't like I said I don't just don't know if maybe Hollywood's just not 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 ready for him yet and, and, and uh umbrella academy was the cat the, you know, yeah. he, he fits perfectly in that cast and oh yeah and the transition this, that he made during that during that just fits perfectly with the with that world i'll just stay in the umbrella academy it's all i'm gonna say mr page all right guys well make sure you do check us out on here's asylum and uh we will be uh continuing the 20 2010 movies for the rest of the month of february Yes, sir. And uh, uh, hopefully we'll, we will survive the uh, the winter freeze uh, here in Florida. Yeah. If, if you haven't checked it out tonight here, it's about 38. Check out Midnight Movies page out there. Good stuff on the archives. Really good stuff in the archives. Check out the Facebook page. Love the communication that's going on in there. And as always, from Mike to me to you, get to the asylum and we will see you soon.